What's up, everybody? My name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Reg to bring y'all something new. Something we like to call Beyond the Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Reg? Who that? Doing good, man. We got to win. Still alive in these playoffs, man. Winning winning games that we supposed to be winning finally. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so like you say, man, we hosted uh, our third straight home game. Welcomed in the New York Giants. Uh, came out of there with a 24-6 victory. Uh, defense looked great. Once again, the Giants isn't the team that we went in saying, oh, we should be fearing this team at all. We know what their problems are. Uh, I mean, depending on who you ask, what their problems are at quarterback, we know what that offensive line situation is. We know the lack of receiving, you know, depth that they have over there, uh, even though, of course, Darren Waller got healthy uh, just in time to to come down to New Orleans and play. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we had Derek Carr go out there, throw for two, 218, three touchdowns, no picks, was only sacked one time. Uh, good day on the ground. Williams had eight for 24. Didn't use Taysom Hill too much. Uh, Kamara added another five catches for 44 yards. As always, he's doing it all for us out there. Uh, and then besides that, man, I want to say, I want to say Derek Carr ended up hitting 10 to well, two, four, six, eight, 10, 11 receive, 11 different receivers throughout the day. He spread the football around a good bit, but really, man, the main point, the main thing of this game was defense, man. We ended up with, I think six, maybe seven sacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I know De- uh, Demario Davis had one, passing y'all had three. Um, Brian Brzee had two, uh, and Carl Grandison added another one. So, I mean, defensively, we did what we were supposed to do. Uh, offensively, uh, man, they they set a stat during the game that I wasn't even aware of. Um, I think they said during the last three games, we at the time, I can't, I don't remember exactly what we were in the game. But we were like eighty to ninety percent efficiency in the red zone over the past three games, yeah, uh, which once again is one of the that. things, one of the biggest complaints we've had all season. Uh, so once again, if we're knocking them for it, got to give them credit for fixing yeah. it and adjusting it as the season goes on. Um, uh, Blake Groupie, you know, he he only had one field goal, had three extra points, made them all. Um, once again, the offense didn't look explosive and, you know, extravagant and nothing crazy, but it's, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's been efficient. It's been, uh, they've been executing finally. Maybe it wasn't what the plan was. It was just that it wasn't being executed and now it's being executed. It looks a little better. Once again, we're beating the teams that we're supposed to beat. Um, that Detroit game, that wasn't one we were necessarily supposed to win. We ended up being in it, even after putting ourselves in the hole. We beat uh, the Giants this week. We beat what it was, Carolina last week, games that we're supposed to win. Um, what did you take from this game, if anything, honestly? Uh, one thing you didn't give a shout-out to was Ronald Curry and Pete Carmichael, man, uh, for play calling. I felt like play calling was fantastic. Uh, we got a chance to see what Derek Carr can look like when he's not asked to improvise on plays. Whenever we run something, uh, it's called. Everyone does their part. Someone comes open. Derek Carr hit hit that person in stride. Um, I mean, he threw a strike in the in the end zone. I forgot who caught it. Was it um, who wound up catching that ball? Uh, touchdown pass. His first his first touchdown pass. When um, in the middle. Keith Kirkwood. It was Keith Kirkwood. Keith Kirkwood. Kirkwood. Yeah. Uh, he held on to it, but that was a strike, man. And that window wasn't huge, but it was open. And you expect NFL quarterbacks to make that throw. Uh, and he made it look easy. Uh, when they came out and they uh, they ran that double post, they faked the corner and ran a double post with both receivers. Yeah. Another beautiful thrown ball. I mean, Derek Carr was just on fire, man. Um, defense definitely set the tone and offense followed through with it. Um, and I just think we got a chance to see what we can look like when we're executing. You know, things are not going to always go as as planned and uh, as we see it sought prior to the game. But when we are clicking on, on all cylinders, you know, we can put something together. And we saw it this weekend. 
And again, man, getting using the the talent that we acquired throughout the offseason uh for the purpose that we got them. Like it was strange right. to not see Jimmy Graham and Jamal mm-hmm. Williams and these guys like this get heavy usage in the red zone earlier in the season when that's the only reason we we brought them here, you know? Right. Um so being able to get those guys involved anytime Jimmy Graham gets targeted, it seems like something good is happening. So uh, more of that. Foster Moreau is looking better. Jawan Johnson had a decent game after struggling last week. Um, I, I want to believe that we are getting uh, that we're getting healthy and we're we're getting into a good place at the right time, going into what could be the playoffs for us. Um, but man, we got three more games to look forward to, um, and all of them are winnable. There's there's no game you look at and be like, oh, you know, this one we should be worried about. So. Oh, man, it looks like we're in a good spot right now. Uh, Carolina did us a favor uh, by handling Atlanta over the weekend uh, in the fashion that they did winning that 7-6. Just looking around the league this weekend and and the other games that took place outside of ours, of course, there was a lot of hype going into Cowboys uh, versus Bills uh, up in Buffalo. I know I took Buffalo to win. I think you took the Cowboys, or did you take Buffalo? You took took the the Cowboys to win. And the Cowboys did what the Cowboys are capable of doing. Um, this is why a lot of NFL fans in general, but Cowboy fans as well, they, they try not to get their hopes too high because they can always end up laying the egg like they did on Sunday. Um, a lot of people, I mean, going into Sunday, a lot of people felt like the Cowboys were the second best bet in the NFL behind San Francisco. Um, and then they go out and, and do this uh, against Buffalo. Uh, and that might not change anything for, for some people. Some people it will. Um, but what did you think about that game and that performance from both ends, from the Cowboys and, and from Buffalo, who's right back into, you know, being into the playoff uh, conversation and being the team that nobody really wants to face in the playoffs? Right. Uh, when the game first started, it definitely had a feel like, Buffalo took the field with that sense of urgency, like this is the game we must have. Um, yeah. And I, I, it's not that I don't think it was effort on the Cowboys' uh, front. I just think they got outplayed. Like yeah. every day is just not your day. You know, we know what that offense is capable of, and they were nowhere near uh, what they've been the standard they've been holding themselves to all year. And we do know Buffalo over the course of you can go back the last what three four years. Buffalo has had one of the best defenses in, in all of yeah. football. And they didn't, you know, stand to that test this all season long. But uh, they found that fountain of youth this past weekend. Um, and it all started with containing, you know, the run game. Uh, we, I, I know we both, I believe, uh, agreed that the Cowboys stood the better chance of dominating the game on the ground. But it was just the opposite. Buffalo came in and was able to run the ball very effectively with James Cook, and they never turned back. Um, that was a game that they really didn't even ask Josh Allen to, take over and see them nope. through. Uh, I really thought it was going to come down to some of those odd guys like your Dalton, uh, Kincaid's, and your um, James Cooks, but more in the passing game, not necessarily on the ground. But uh, Buffalo defense definitely set the tone early, and the offense followed uh, followed suit, and they got the W. Man, if I would have told you going into this game that neither quarterback was going to throw for 150 yards, you would have been like, oh, man, that's an ugly game. You know, you would have been like, there's no way that anybody got to 30 points in this game. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Dak has been, man, Dak has been amazing all season. I'm not going to take anything from him. He's been, if if you, uh, I'd, I'd go Brock Purdy and then I'd go Dak Prescott when it comes to quarterback play this year for sure. Um, so for him to come out and have 21 to 34 for 130 yards, Mm-hmm. That's you know that's that's huge and I I've been saying it for the past few weeks. My concern about the Cowboys has turned from, well, will Dak turn the football over? If Dak turn the football over, that's gonna kill him. It's turned from that to man, they got to get their running game going. If they can't get their run game going, then they're not gonna be able to go nowhere. It wasn't awful, but 11, 11 rushes is all. I mean, they got behind you know early, so you got to throw the football, but Mm -hmm. 11 rushes for 52 yards. I mean, that's, that's a good pace. But once again, if you start now behind, then, you know, you got to get away from that. But for Dak to have put up 34 passes and only have 134 yards, no one thought we'd be seeing that this season from him, the way that he's been playing. Um, And then man, Buffalo, James Cook had over 200 scrimmage yards. I want to say he had over hundred in the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah, He was was holding that thing, bro. And, and I want to say he scored through the air. Yeah, he had a receiver touchdown and a rushing touchdown. 
Uh, James Cook, when he got drafted, we all thought, oh, mm-hmm. he quickly jumps to the top of their depth chart. He's their best running back. He's going to be that guy going forward. And over the past two years, he's had touches taken away from him from Latavius Murray, from what it was, <laughs> Devin Singletary last year. Like all of these different guys that he finally had what I'm hoping is a breakout game for him to where consistently going forward, he can be their guy. Because me and you talk about Buffalo all the time and what they need to change in order to stop being, you know, one one round short of the Super Bowl and to actually get there. Well, it comes down to one, getting better receiving targets, and it comes down to getting, you know, better in a run game. And James Cook, you know, have the chance to keep them from going, you know, out into free agency or the trade market in the offseason and trying to find another running back to add to that room. But yeah, that was a a, a brilliant, it was a it was a great game from Buffalo. Uh, once again, man, they're desperate. Like they, and it was the same. I took them last week. The same reason I took them the week before against Kansas City. They need it. It's it's right. an absolutely. We have to win this. We can't lose. And they played with that mentality for two weeks in a row now. Yeah, I remember going back to James Cook draft. We were kind of looking at uh, draft positions and team needs, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, if James Cook is what he's supposed to be, it would make all the sense in the world for Buffalo to take him. But I don't see them taking a the running back this high. And I said, Sid, is he better than the running backs currently on their depth chart? If James Cook is drafted, <laughs> he's, he's instantly the best running back. 100%, yeah. And at that yeah. time, it was Devin Singletary <laughs> and uh, I always forget the other guy that other was over there with him. Yeah. yeah. But it was those who got him. It's like, yeah, you get James Cook. He, he shoots to the top of that. And right. once again, it's taking him a minute, but it seems like he's getting there for sure. Um, another good game or another big game from this past weekend was Eagle Seahawks. That was that was a really it ended up being a really good one. Uh, Seahawks kept it uh, close to the <laughs> close to the vest of who they were going to start at quarterback going into Monday night. Jalen Hurts was coming off of well, he got sick over the weekend, ended up playing anyway. Um, and man, the the Seahawks end up stealing one. Uh, from Philadelphia, a team that can't afford to be losing games right now, That's honestly. Um, they stole one from the 20 to 17 with Drew Locke at quarterback. Um, this game for me is all about what's wrong with Philadelphia more so than the good of Seattle. We know what Seattle is. Seattle is, uh, they were projected to be a playoff team by many. We know they're right there, you know, middle of the road, mm-hmm. um, yeah. basically. But Philadelphia is supposed to be at the top. And over these past few mm-hmm. weeks, that you know we're seeing, we're seeing uh, where their weak points are. We're seeing uh, their flaws, and they seem to be pretty big flaws uh, at a time of the season where they can't be dropping games. Mm-hmm. Well, if you remember the beginning of the year, they was finding ways to win these close games. I mean, over and over and over, mm-hmm. somebody would have them dead out, flat out beat. I remember Washington was up like twenty one or something yep. week two or three. They were able to muster the storm, come back, not only get back in the game, but beat Washington. But now you're seeing um, that offense is just not capable of putting up points after points in order to win these close games. The defense, they're not as ferocious as they was last year. They don't have the pass rush. Uh, It was flat out, you can't run against Philly last year. And now we've seen multiple teams have success. Yeah, even earlier this year, it was tough to run against them. That's changed, yep. Yep, if a team was only going to put up 20 points, you were losing to the Eagles last year and yeah. in the beginning of this year. All of those things have changed. Uh, it was – I did have a, some some good takeaways from Seattle. For one, it was good to see Kenny Walker run the ball. I oh, didn't know for sure. The head, I didn't know what the hell happened to Kenny Walker this year. But it yeah. definitely wasn't the Kenny Walker we saw last year as a rookie. But it was great to see him have success on the ground. I love the fact that they sprayed it the wet with their receivers. Seattle is deep. They got three receivers that can play. I wasn't yeah. so long Jackson Smith uh, in Digbo, but he he's proven that he can play in this league. Uh, I, it, it's safe to say that they can definitely move on from Tyler Lockett now. Like, they have their true number two. And I like the fact that the kid is huge, man. It's a 6'3", six, 6'4", six, target out there uh, that you're throwing a rock to. Um, so, and Leonard Williams, when he first got there, his first two games, he really didn't make no impact for Seattle. And that was by far his best game as a yeah. Seahawks. So he's put together two good weeks of football uh, in the middle, something that Seattle has missed for a very long time. So, uh, yeah, Seattle, they're, they're getting right at the at the right point, and that's without Geno Smith. Yeah, and and I think uh, 
I think the biggest difference, honestly, is once again, like you said, they were winning a lot of games that they they were winning a lot of games at the end, you know, throughout this year. Games that they had to come back and win, or games that they were ending up winning by one possession at the end. Um, and the difference now is, to me, they're turning the football over. Jalen Hurst threw two picks on Monday. Uh, they weren't doing that earlier in the year, which allowed them to stay into those games that they were in because, yeah, we might be putting it off, you know, you know, switch your field position and things like that, but we are turning the ball over and giving our opponents good field position. And the past three weeks, for sure, like it's been multiple turnovers every game, whether it's fumbles, interceptions, um, and that's really what's been killing them, honestly. Um, and that's something that they got to clean up. I mean, they've already clinched their playoff spot, but you know, once again, now they're not even in the division lead anymore. Cowboys are, are back on top of their division, so. Uh, they definitely got some things to figure out. Once again, we still got three weeks left in this season, so there's time to do so, but they, they have to have some urgency about them. I agree. I'm not pressing the panic button on the Eagles because I, I feel like a lot of their issues are uh, self-centered issues. Uh, mm-hmm. I went back and kind of took a look at that game. It was a lot of times that uh, they were forced to punt uh, due to um, – due to um, – Jalen Hurts flat out just missing a read. He had yeah. someone run, running wide open underneath on the drag that potentially could have picked up the first down. A couple times definitely would have picked up the first down. Yeah. But for whatever reason, he chose to go other places with the football. Uh, the interception, that was so unneeded. Like, I don't even know why he threw that that deep ball that wound up being picked off. But yeah. it's things like that that seem with the naked eye seems to be naked, uh, easy to fix moving forward for a team as good as Philadelphia. Yeah, and uh, I, I saw them throw up the stats on Monday. What was the difference between Jalen Hurst this year and last year? It was nothing but the turnovers. Turnovers, 100%. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's look at this playoff picture, man. We just talked about Philly. Um, they no longer lead their division. Um, Cowboys are now in the in the driver's seat of that, but they have the same they have the same record at ten and four. Um, okay. Seattle is right outside of the playoffs right now, seven and seven. They the AC right now. Um, we followed them up with the ninth seed at seven and seven as well. So right now we're looking at San Francisco Cowboys, Detroit, and Tampa Bay as the division leaders. Um, well, I mean, San Francisco has won a division that that's over with there. Uh Cowboys, Lions, Tampa Bay, those divisions are still technically up for grabs. Um, you got the Vikings and the Rams as the wild cards right now, and then like I say, outside looking in, Seattle and the Saints. Six through nine, all seven to seven records. Um, most of these teams playing each other going forward. I know we got the Rams tomorrow night. Um, the Vikings, I know the Vikings play Detroit uh, at least one more time for sure. Um, and uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not positive. I'm gonna have to look, but I think the Rams and the Seahawks may play each other again too. Um, we, we got some separation this weekend. The Falcons ended up losing the game. They shouldn't have lost. Uh, Tampa Bay ended up beating, uh, Green Bay and knocking them down to six and eight, six and eight as well. Um, so last week we got on here and we talked about, I think six through 11, uh, having, uh, all the, all the same record or, or really close to it. Now we've cut that down to nine. Um, I mean, after another week of football, the Vikings had an impressive win over Cincinnati. Uh, well, no, since yeah, they beat Cincinnati right mm-hmm. on uh last Saturday, if I want to say. Um, and the Rams had an ugly win against uh Arizona where they had to where they had to fight to hold on to that one. Um, and then Seattle upset Philadelphia. We took care of the Giants. Mm-hmm. Another weekend. How do you see this one? How do you see this one closing out with these last two spots or last oh, three spots rather? Because once again, Tampa Bay. It's seven to seven as well, so mm-hmm. you got three spots so, up for grab. Yeah, so really, we we still a toss up in our division, definitely. Yeah. Um, the Rams on the outside looking in. I'm not sure what's their struggle. What what's their schedule strength? Schedule. I know they have us. Uh, I think, like you said, they still have Seattle, and they may even have another division game there as well. But yeah, I, they might they definitely. They definitely can win two out of the last three. That's not a. Uh, that's not unheard of for them. But right now, the teams that we have. That own the that own the wild card spots in the NFC, I definitely see all of those teams getting in. 
once again, Vikings, you Rams, have and Tampa Vikings, Bay winning the division. Rams. I, I would have to switch us with Tampa Bay simply because I feel like offensively we have um, we have the capability of being better than them. Uh, defense is about what and what when when both units are playing up to to standard. If you want to give us the edge, that's cool. But yeah. I feel like uh, Tampa has the ability to get to the quarterback a little bit better than us at this point. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think uh, with Jordan Jefferson uh, coming back. Je- I'm sorry. Justin Jefferson, Jefferson <laughs> coming back. Uh, you already know what you got in Anderson. They, they've been able to manage a decent run game. As long as turnovers don't continue to kill them, the Vikings should be should be decent getting in. And I do think that we actually uh, win. I still think we win the division over Tampa, so I don't have Tampa getting in. Okay, so the Rams last three. They got us tomorrow night, then they got the Giants in San Francisco. Oh, um, I'm about to look at the Vikings as well. I know, I know for sure that the Vikings uh, end up playing um, Detroit again. Yeah, I think they played Detroit twice, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they got Detroit this weekend, um, followed by the Packers, and then they have Detroit again. So three divi- yeah. three straight division games for them. For who the Vikings? Yeah, that's a tough. Step. They played Detroit twice and Green Bay in between. Okay. Uh, what was the other team? Tampa. Well, we know we know we got uh we got the Rams this week, and then we play um Tampa, Tampa Bay and then Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa Bay has Jacksonville this weekend. Then they play us. Then they got Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I want to check out uh Seattle as well. I did want to know how they finished up. They have the Titans, the Steelers, and the Cardinals. Yeah, they can go on a run right there. So I'm yeah. definitely, I got Seattle and the Rams making it. Seattle and the Rams so and us winning yep, so our division. Three, yep, that'll be three teams from that division getting in. I think I'm with you. Honestly, um, I don't have faith in Minnesota. Um, because of the quarterback, we thought Josh Dobbs was going to be the answer. He mm-hmm. fell back down to earth quickly. Um, Nick Mullins is a serviceable quarterback. He, he's not mm-hmm. a bad one. He's definitely serviceable. Um and their defense has been pretty, pretty good. Um, their run game is getting better. It, it kind of has no choice with who they have at quarterback and the switching that they've been doing. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I don't really have having to play Detroit twice. Uh, Detroit is trying to, uh, for one, they're trying to win a division. For two, they're trying exactly. to make sure that they can uh, host a couple playoff exactly. games. Uh, and they're sitting at 10 and 4 along with the Cowboys. They can move up from 3 to 2. Absolutely. Um, that's, that's, they're definitely playing for something still to have to play them twice and play Green Bay, who, if nothing else, I mean, Green Bay is still right outside looking in oh, at yeah. 6 and 8. Um, yeah. But also, if nothing else, they're looking to play spoiler at this point. Yep. Uh, I'm loving what I'm seeing out of them, honestly. I think they really yeah. got something to enjoy love. I like the young receivers. Aaron Jones came back looking good last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely you, and we know what their defense is. Um, so yeah, I think I'm with you. I think Seattle and the Rams both make it. Um, I think see, yeah, like you said, I think Seattle probably goes three and zero these next three games. Um, yeah, I know that they got Geno back. I know Geno will be starting this weekend. Um, the Rams. The Rams is tough. You know what? I lied. I got to take the Rams out. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go Tampa Bay. I'm gonna go Tampa Bay and us. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say we get two teams in. I'm gonna say we win the division. Tampa Bay gets the wild card in Seattle, and Seattle gets a wild card spot. Um, the Rams having to play us tomorrow. Uh, if they lose to us and then turn around and play San Francisco, the final game of the season. And San Francisco actually plays. Who knows? They might sit their starters and say, "Look, you know, we right. have nothing to play for. We rested for two weeks." Uh, but if that's not the case. case, yeah, if that's the case, then yeah, I got the Rams. If not, if San Francisco wants to keep the Rams out of the playoffs and just want to, you know, not have two weeks off, you know, because that can build up some rust on their players. They want to do look, right. you know, let's let's play a little this week and then take our next week off. If that happens, I think San Francisco wins that game, and that's two losses in three weeks for the Rams. Uh, when I don't think any other team loses twice, uh, that's in this race right here. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. We win a division. 
Uh, Seattle and Tampa Bay both make the playoffs as well, though. Okay, I got you. Uh, and the AFC, man, that the weekend was crazy for the AFC as well. Uh, right now you got Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, Jacksonville. They all lead in their division. Okay. Um, Jacksonville and Houston still have the same record. Um, and then you got Cincinnati and the Colts in the wild card spots. Oh, and the Browns. The I, Browns I was just about to say how the Browns. <laughs> yeah, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Colts. Uh, the Browns are nine to five. Bengals and Colts are eight and six. And then outside looking in, you got Houston at eight and six. You got Buffalo at eight and six. You got Pittsburgh at seven and seven, and you got Denver at seven and seven. Damn, that's tough. I'm gonna have to excuse the Texans out simply because of CJ Scribe missing last week, and, and he's gonna, gonna miss this week. week. Yep. And you got Tank Dale out, so I just think that's too that's much to lot. overcome for yeah, them. That, yep. That's a lot. Um, man, but. They already got a game lead on Buffalo. What what the Texans schedule is from here on out? They have the same record as Buffalo, though. Um, let me see. They got they got Cleveland this weekend. Uh, followed by Tennessee and the Colts, two division okay. games. Okay, and who Buffalo got from here on out? Hey, Buffalo. They got the Chargers this weekend. And then they have New England and Miami. So Buffalo's in. Got Buffalo. Got Buffalo in. Um, and Cleveland is in as of right you got now. Cleveland right? in. Yeah, they're the fifth seed right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Cleveland, Buffalo, I got those in, and it's out of the Colts or the Texans. Uh, Colts, Texans, Bengals. Bengals are still eight and six as well. And don't forget about the Steelers and the Broncos, man. They seven and seven. They right there. They trying to. They trying to climb into that thing. I can't take them serious. <laughs> I'm gonna ha- ha- have to go with the Texans because I feel like even if the Texans uh, do lose this week without CJ Stride, no matter who they play, I don't think they got nothing too crazy left. Uh, they probably still could remain uh, win their two remaining games after that point. Um, the Colts don't score enough points for me. Gardner Minshew is kind of up and down. Um, I think he probably averages like less than two touchdowns or something like that at this point. Uh, his completion percentage hasn't been great. Um, so their their remaining schedule is Atlanta Raiders and the Texans for the Colts. Who is that? The Colts. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's all winnable games. But knowing the Colts, they they'll probably find a way to make those tough, man. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with what I got: Cleveland, Houston. Cleveland, Houston, and what was the other team I called out? Cleveland, Houston, and uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. All right, so I was just thinking about the Bengals. I, I can't go with the Bengals. Bengals still got still is the Chiefs and the Browns. That's their remaining schedule. Um, with a backup like you, quarterback. I like, I like you, Jake Brown. I like how you said that it just moved on. Like. Yeah, 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 because I like Jake Browning, but we know what Pittsburgh gives defensively. Yeah. Even if they win that game, they got to play Kansas City. And then turn around and play, uh, who did I say, Cleveland, who mm-hmm. has one of the best defenses in the league and look like a completely different offense with Joe Flacco, which is a crazy statement to be making in 2023. <laughs> um, I'm with you. I do like Buffalo. I think Cleveland I think Cleveland is in. Like I say, the way that mm-hmm. they're playing right now with Joe Flacco and that defense, I think yep. that they're in. Um, I think Buffalo's in. So it comes down to one spot for me, and I'm going to roll with the Colts. Uh, yeah, I think that they win these next two games, uh, and then it comes down to them and Houston uh, in the last the last week of the season. Um, I went into the season thinking Garner Mitchell should have been a starting quarterback from from jump. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson showed that that wasn't quite true. That Anthony Richardson did have something to offer right out the gates, um, and he looked good up until he got hurt. But Garner Minshew being able to come in, they didn't lose anything with this offense. Um, and once they got Jonathan Taylor back, along with what Zach Moss was already giving them, uh, that run game has been has been you know phenomenal. Um, even last week, we saw Zach Moss go down, no Jonathan Taylor. They said, "Cool, who's our who's our next two guys?" 
uh, and they ran and they ran the football like crazy. Um, so I think offensively they have enough, um, and defensively they don't they they bend don't break like they're not giving up too much uh, with that defense. So as long as Garner Minshew isn't turning the football over. Uh, I know Jonathan Taylor's supposed to be back this week, so that means more running the football, which they they have a good online. They can they can move the line of scrimmage. They can run the football. I think I'm gonna lean on that, um, getting them to you know stay in that seventh spot throughout these last three weeks. Gotcha. Yeah, I think the only difference is for me with going to miss you. If you if you told me he was starting quarterback for the coach besides Anthony Richardson. I said, oh, okay, cool. You could probably pencil him in for like 265, 270 a game, probably two and a half touchdowns. Uh, that's just not been the case for Gordon Minshew this season. Like you said, he's been plagued with turnovers. That's been the main concern. And they haven't had a reason to push the ball down the field due to their wide receiver group. Like outside of Michael Pittman, it's really not a, a lot there. Um, so that, that the offensive scoring ability kind of concerns me for the coach. I do think if they had Anthony Richardson, um, it would be a little bit more explosive. Uh, once again, you're not getting a lot from Gordon Minshew in the air anyway. So I feel like whatever he's doing, Anthony Richardson would be able to make up for that. Plus, he's going to give you more on the ground with his legs. I feel like Minshew is giving, giving more than what you're giving him credit for uh, through the so? air. Yeah, uh, he has a very strong connection with Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman has been phenomenal this season. Uh, with Gardner Minshew and uh, Josh Josh Downs has had a pretty good season too. Yeah, Josh Downs has done um, a season. I think uh, I think Gardner Minshew has has done enough uh, with that offense. I don't think I don't think through the air you get anything more with Anthony Richardson, but for sure on the ground you would. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not debatable. So yeah. I think I think whatever I haven't looked at Gardner Minshew's numbers, but yeah. I feel like whatever he's given you this year. I feel like if Anthony Richardson was healthy, he could have gave you the exact same thing, if not more. And I'm just speaking about in the air. Yeah, I think uh, I think whatever turnover the Minshew have given, you would have got more with Anthony <laughs> Richardson, <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, we saw while he was in there that it was, you know, I want to run first and then we'll figure out the rest. <laughs> oh, but yeah, Minshew, I mean, he's giving you what? Uh... They don't want to give me his average. But he's thrown for 2,800 this year, 14 touchdowns. But once again, it's the eight interceptions. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he's he, he's been pretty good. He's been decent this year. 91 rating. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so uh, after the debacle that was Thursday Night Football last week with the Chargers and the Raiders, Brandon Staley lost a job that he should have lost a year ago. <laughs> um, so now you have uh, the Chargers joining. Awful. Who are they joining now? The Raiders have already fired their coach. Carolina has already fired their coach. That's it so far? Mm-hmm. Those two? Um, and Arthur Smith seems like he's getting close. I saw uh, I saw their owner come out today saying, look, we're in full support of Arthur Smith for the next three weeks. And then we'll figure it that out. Man said that next three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll figure it out after that. After after that, which is, I mean, that plus the switching between Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter, mm-hmm. uh, to me, that kind of signals that he feels his seat is hot. He knows he Absolutely. has to actually win some games down the stretch in order to keep it. But I expect that job to come open as well. Um, so let's just look at those four jobs. Out of those four jobs, what's the best one right now? Uh, so when you, you look gotta- at you got Atlanta, you have uh, Carolina, Vegas, Carolina, and uh, now the Chargers. Now the Chargers. I mean, for one, you, I definitely would say the Chargers because they have talent on both sides of the ball. Um, I love what they have in the ends, with the defensive ends. Uh, linebacker play is not horrible. Secondary definitely can improve, but you, you still have, a, if you want to call them a stud there, um, definitely one of the best safeties in football. And then when you get on the yeah. offensive side of the ball, it seems to be so much talent, it's, it's yeah. hard to keep up with. Uh, so I definitely would say the Chargers, the only concern is uh, you in a division with the Chiefs. Uh, I'm not sure how you, you know, how you feel about that or whatnot. But the Chiefs are not even scary this year. Yeah, I was about so, to say uh, after this year, you this, feel better about that. <laughs> yeah, so at this point, I would definitely have to say the Chargers. But once again, if you get that charge, I always look at, 
expectations. If you get that Chargers job, you expect it to win the next year. Oh, like, yeah. There's no 100%. questions asked about it. However, um, a job that's very interesting to me is the Atlanta Falcons job because that's a defense that has made a, a, a huge improvement from last season to this season. Uh, we know they can run the football. Uh, they seem to have weapons at yeah. receiver and tight end. It's just they can't put it all together. This is a deep quarterback draft. You know, listen to all the experts, five and six QBs going in the first round. If you can get your hands on one of those quarterbacks and you feel he's better than Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter right now and he gives you a better chance of winning, if you that's a team that I look at and I'm saying that's a quarterback away from being a division leader at least. So uh, I think Atlanta is the most interesting job out of them all. Uh, yeah. I think the Chargers is the more win now. We're, we're built to win now, team. The Chargers is definitely the best job. The Chargers is the job mm-hmm. that a- any veteran head coach uh, or veteran, you know, OC, whoever's next in line, mm-hmm. like that's going to be the job that, that a coach looks at and says, oh, I can be successful there. I'll go there and I'll be there five plus years. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, it's a, shot, it's, a, it's a job Sean Payton was clamoring for all last year while he was on TV. Um, and, and it was for good reason. Um, so if a Bill Belichick comes available, like that's going to be the job that he's like, yeah, that that's the one I want. If Harbaugh wants to come back to the NFL, that's the job he looked at and said, yeah, that's the one I want. Um, hell, even Ben Johnson, if he's like, look, if they're gonna take a, Ooh, if they're gonna nice. take an opportunity on a on a first time head coach, I, I I'll definitely jump into those waters. Absolutely. Um, I look oh, at the Raiders, the Panthers. I always forget about him, and he's probably the number one offensive quarterback oh, yeah. that people's looking. I always forget about yeah. him. Um, the Raiders, the Falcons, the Panthers, I kind of see them all the same. Um, <clears throat> the only difference between them is Carolina knows who their quarterback is. Like, there's no part in ways with that. He will be their quarterback going forward. Um, <clears throat> and I don't we always look at, like, we've looked at it all this year, and people say they picked the wrong quarterback. And that's not necessarily true. Once again, no, situations no, matter, you know? Right. So it depends on who gets into Carolina um, and takes over that offense and, and, you know, gets to mold this young quarterback. But once again, you know, we're talking about a team that has plenty of talent on defense with Luvu, uh, Brian uh, Burns being over there, Derrick Brown in the middle of that defense. The offensive line definitely needs work, and they need receiver help. But that's a team that's not too far away from, you know, being respectable. Atlanta, arguably, they already have all the pieces but quarterback, but that's the biggest piece. Uh, So, you know, a coach has to come in and and figure that out. Um, And then the Raiders, I feel, are the same as the Falcons. Honestly, I didn't think much of that Raiders roster outside of Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. But since Antonio Pierce has been the team, uh, been the coach, that team looks completely different. That looks like a respectable football team who is a quarterback away, honestly, from right. being able mm-hmm. to be competitive in the AFC. Um, so you, you, once again, you're looking at a situation where a coach has to come in and figure out that quarterback position, and then you know if they get that right, then they're right to being competitive next year. Yep, I agree. But uh, with Carolina, I think it's more than just um, coaching. I think that's a situation when you look at it and you say um, you can fire Frank Wright all you want. That's fine. But I don't see any quarterback coming in and turning water into wine with that team. Uh, it starts with depth. They have to get better. They have to get better players. Uh, the offensive line needs to be upgraded in my I in disagree. My I think I think the offensive line is the only place that they're a struggle fest. I think they have talent across the rest of their roster. Okay. If Miles Sanders hurt the whole season. Uh, Shula Hubbard looks like he's been better than Miles Sanders anyway. Yeah, but I'm saying we, you invested in Miles Sanders. They paid True, Miles and, he's, and, and he's going to be around. But, you know, once again, Shula well, Hubbard if, is. If we if he's going to be around, we need him to be healthy. He can't continue to produce at a pace that he's done this season. Healthy not, healthy or not, you can't argue that that's, the, that's one position where they've proven to have depth. So him being there or him not being there, they look better without him. With Shula Hubbard running the football. But that's the same Chuba Hubbard we saw last year. Chuba Hubbard was decent last year. And he I was like decent, he was, yeah. But once yeah. again, once again, you can't 
you can't argue depth in that in that position on their team. They have the depth. They look good whether Miles Sanders is there, whether he's not. They look better without him when it comes to running the football. You still need another back. Every he'll be there once again. The dude not going nowhere. Like you said, they yeah, just yeah, paid him the money. So yeah, we need yeah. To be healthy is what I'm saying. He and once to... and this isn't something that throughout his career he's been banged up. Like this is right, the first time we've right. really seen him hurt. True. So there's no reason for me to believe that he won't be healthy going forward. Yeah, and I definitely think they need um, another playmaker at at the receiver position. I feel like they got um, receivers, but they don't have. A receiver. Yeah, like they don't have. Yeah, a, they shipped uh, them off to know, Chicago. Yeah, right. They don't have anyone that's out there that uh, Adam Thinkling can win on certain routes. He can get separations in certain in certain situations. He, yeah, he's but, not the number one. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's looking and game planning of like course, right, yeah. You know, uh, same thing with other guys that they have. Uh, DJ Chalk, guys of that nature. Uh, they definitely need a better receiver. They need one oh, of the guys yeah. that can go out there and get it. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, that that's a lot of work to do because receivers not coming to dime with dozens. Either you draft one or you're going to pay an arm and a leg to acquire one. So, yeah, and I think that, and I think they'll be willing to do so. They were already paying DJ Moore. Like, you know, so I don't think they're going to hesitate if a, if a number one guy is willing to come there, whether it's T. Higgins or, you know, one of these other guys that we look, Michael Pittman, uh, one of those guys like that, if they're willing to come, I think Carolina would be willing to pay the price for them. Yeah, we'll have to see. But I think the bigger I think the bigger thing is the offensive is the offensive line because I think their oh, entire yeah. offensive line yeah. needs to be reshaped. So it's Absolutely. not oh they just need a right tackle or they just need no. a left tackle. No. You know they no. need to invest in their yeah. whole offensive line, and that's going to take time. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's uh, let's look forward to these uh, this week's games. We kick it off on Thursday night football. Uh, we go to LA to take on the Rams, where we are four point underdogs. What you got for this one? Uh, hold on. Before I let me see, because I looked at the injury report before we got on here to make sure I had it. I know Chris Olave said he's a go. Mm-hmm. Um, we got three people, four people listed it out already. Peyton Turner ain't seen him in about thirteen weeks. Uh, Ryan Ramchick, that's huge. Um, Lonnie Johnson and Isaiah Foskey are the other ones who are listed as out. Injury. It looked nasty, man. That Lonnie it Johnson did. injury. Uh, Carl Grandson, uh, Carl Grandison, uh, he full practice today. Cam Jordan, we know what that is. Kendra Miller, they said that he will play. He expects him to play uh, tomorrow. Check out, um, check out boy. And then Chris Olave for the Rams. Tutu Atwell is still a concussion protocol, but he looks like he's going to play. He looks like he's progressing right. Um, outside of that, uh, they're good. They're yeah. good to go. Yeah, so I think the Rams is probably the most underrated team in all of football at this point. They are the team. If you can win a most improved award in football as a team, <laughs> it, it's yeah. the Rams for me. Um, they are so well balanced offensively. When you think of the Rams, you instantly think of Matthew Stafford. You think of the year that uh, uh, Puka has had. Uh, Cooper yeah. Cup has come on. But truthfully, Matthew Stafford is playing some of the best football of his life. He keeps them in, in games. They hardly ever get blown out. Um, and they have a run game with Williams. So yeah. you're talking about a running back that can get you anywhere from 80 to 100 yards on the ground and a quarterback that can light you up for 300 on a good Sunday. So uh, And they don't turn the ball over a lot as well. So it's going to be hard game planning for the Rams if you're the Saints. Um, and if you flip roles, you got Derek Carr coming off of his best game as a New Orleans Saint. Um, you spoke about earlier him spreading the wealth with 11 different guys. Defense is playing phenomenal. So I see at best we bend but don't break in this game. But I must admit, I do think the Rams have the advantage because they're just so much well-balanced offensively. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, but I do have the Rams winning 23-17. to 17. Okay, I think it's going to be a close game as well. I think um... – I'm sorry, I think I this thing 2320. I apologize. 2320. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this is gonna be a close game as well. I think um probably the highest a team gets is about 24 in this game. Um I like us defensively better than them. I think um passing wise, they're going to have a tougher time than they have had. Uh, even with those guys uh, that you just named, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, 
Um, I think it all comes down to how well we play the run. How well uh, are we able to hold up against the run? Because if they're able to run successfully, um, then we definitely won't be able to stop uh, Matthew Stafford whenever he does decide to to step back and throw the football. If we're able to continue to get pressure the way we've been able to the past two weeks, um, I mean, the Rams offensive line is okay. It's not, you know, one of the mm-hmm. best or anything like that. So we should be able to to get back there and have some effect on him for sure. Um, this game, honestly, is probably going to come down to turnovers. I was just trying uh, to who, say that. Like, I'm yeah, who turns the football about, over? Yeah. Is it, will it be Derek Carr? Will it be Matthew one. Stafford? Yep, that's it. So, um, once again, our our secondary is, is pretty good, even without Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, we know Alante Taylor, he, he's always looking for the pick. He's always looking to, to take the football away. Um, that's really what it's going to come down to. Um, I can see... I can see two touchdowns and a couple field goals from each team, and it really just coming down to to who ends up, you know, with that one turnover. Uh, I'm going to take us, um, call it a homer bias. I'm going to take us. I think it's a I, they them being favored by four is interesting. I would have thought it would have been less than that, honestly. Um, but yeah, man, I think this is basically a coin flip game. And once again, whoever comes up with the turnover wins the game. And I'm going to hope that that's us. So I'm going to yeah, take us 24-21 in this game. Cool. Uh, next game we're going to look at is Cowboys-Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are at home. Dolphins are one and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, Dolphins took care of business against the Jets. Once again, you be, you're supposed to be who you're supposed to be, and they definitely did that on Sunday. Uh, and the Cowboys are coming off that loss to Buffalo uh, and going, you know, heading on the road again to go down to Miami and take them on. Uh, so what you got for this one? I think this is going to be entertaining. Uh, I want, I wish it could be a, a bounce-back game for the Cowboys because this is the deck is here, man. I'm, I'm wishing my boys some success out there. Man. Yeah. Unfortunately, this this Dolphins team is hungry. They still got something to play for. Tua's having a great year. You know what Tyreek Hill is. They can run the ball. They protect their quarterback. Defense is a little shaky. But you got yeah. a playmaker back there in Jalen Ramsey. I think he'll do a phenomenal job on C.D. Lamb. Um, and I think the Cowboys' struggles continue. This is another game that you probably look at and you say, man, they can't control the, the run game. They can't run the ball effectively on the ground like they should. Uh, and it, it, we know Tua is going to put up points if you if you give him chances. So uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins in this. I won't go as high scoring as people may think it would be. Uh, I'm going to go – I'll go 24-20 on this one, Dolphins. Okay. Uh, I'm going to Dolphins too, but we see this a little differently. I think uh, I think Dak has I think Dak has a back uh, a bounce back game. Uh, not necessarily the Cowboys as a team, but Dak does. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, him and Ceedee Lamb. I think Ramsey will have his hands full uh, with Ceedee mm-hmm. Lamb. Not saying Ceedee Lamb goes out there and just destroys him or anything like that, but I think he's uh, I think he has a respectable game. I think mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks gets back to what we had seen him be in the previous weeks, uh, mm-hmm. and he gets some reliable targets here, especially if there's no Xavier Howard again. Um, and I think uh, I think they have some success running the football in this game too. Once again, it seemed like the run game had been coming along these past few weeks. Couldn't see it too much last week because of you know them giving up 14 or however many they they gave up early in the game. They had to try to bounce back from. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, and I think Michael Parsons and, uh, Demarcus Lawrence forced Tua, uh, out of the pocket a lot and Tua, once he gets out of the pocket, uh, becomes less than what he, you know, really is. So, um, but I think there's a lot of points here. I think, uh, we're looking at, I'm going to take Miami 31 to 24, 31, okay. 24. And replanting this game, right? Who? Tariq. I don't know, honestly. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen. Oh, for sure. You know, he's playing. Um, yeah, but of course, that changes things too. Yeah. I was just about to say, I'm I'm expecting him to to play, and uh, with the Cowboys, that aggressive man that they play ain't gonna be no bump and run with with Waddle and Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah, to adjust. So I'm expecting him to play. Not practicing. More of a sure to make sure. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna see about him. 
Um, Jags Bucks. Once again, a game that affects us as New Orleans Saints fans. Uh, yeah. Buccaneers are at home. Once again, that's right up the road from Jacksonville. So I'd expect a mixed crowd there. Uh, Bucks are favored by a point. Um, <clears throat> Jacksonville has struggled uh, a little bit uh, as of late. Uh, yeah. And Baker Mayfield is playing some of his best football as of late. Uh, Mike Evans, we know what he is. He's had a phenomenal season. Chris Godwin had an amazing game. Uh, was it this week or last week? This week. This, this week. Last week. Yeah, yeah, it was this week. Um, so, I mean, the connection with those receivers is, is there. This is another game that could end up being a shootout, honestly. Um, but who are you taking in this one? I'm going Jacksonville in this one. I was leaning toward Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay has been able to run the ball a little bit better than what they have been in the beginning of the season. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, – the Jack Walls D-line makes a difference here. I do think that they get the Baker Mayfield a lot this weekend. Um, they've been warming up. Uh, we know what they have over there. Um, I just don't trust Baker Mayfield to hit both receivers. <laughs> like, that's what it comes down to. It's either one or the other. And I'm going – I'm leaning to Mike Evans uh, this week. I think he's the guy that gets the numbers, that gets the targets. Um, yeah. And I just don't think it's going to be enough to to beat Jacksonville. Although Jacksonville is not playing like, you know, streaking hot right now or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do enough to get by. Um, and I do think that they score some points in this game, though. I'll go 27-24 Jacksonville. I'll take that same score, actually. I think this will be a close game. I think this this will be a good amount of points scored as well. I, I just like the matchup of Evan Ingram against the linebackers uh, mm-hmm. of Tampa Bay. Um, I like Tampa that a lot. Tampa does a good job covering tight ends, though. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see the Titans they have played this year. I don't, I, I don't know them right off the back of my hand. But are any of them as good as Evan Ingram to this point? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. And see, um, I was looking more at the at the Kelvin Ridley matchup as well. Well, I'm leaning with uh with Trevor Lawrence. I like Ridley going out there against the second uh, the corners for, for yeah. And and honestly, I love Etn out the backfield. Um, yeah. which of course they use him a lot there too. So. Um, I just think Tampa Bay is gonna gonna be a little bit too much. I mean, uh, Jacksonville is gonna be a little bit too much for Tampa Bay's defense. Um, even though I don't think they're gonna overwhelm them, it's just gonna come down to once again <clears throat> which team which team makes one more stop, and I think that'll be Jacksonville in this situation. Uh, Baker Baker also is good to to you know have these amazing games and then give you a letdown. So. <laughs> We'll see. And the last one we're going to cover, Ravens 49ers. Uh, mm. 49ers are at home. This spread is bigger than I thought it would be. Uh, but the 49ers are favored by five. That's about what I would have expected, five to six points. Because San Francisco is at home, right? Yeah, they're at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Definitely five to six points. Um, that's respectable. I know me and you talked about it. I mean, I know I made the comment to you off air, uh, I think just a couple of days ago. To me, San Francisco is the most complete team in the NFL right now, and then Baltimore is right behind them. Um, Lamar Jackson <clears throat> has looked much better this year, and it can be for a lot of reasons. I think he's grown uh, just as a quarterback in general. I think the uh, offensive coordinator change has helped him tremendously, and also he has more talent. Uh, Mark Andrews, not having Mark Andrews is huge, but Isaiah Likely, like we saw last year in Mark Andrews' absence, um, is somebody who's reliable uh, mm-hmm. to Lamar Jackson, and he's definitely serviceable. Um, but, man, this San Francisco team is is something different when they're healthy. Um, <clears throat> and they're going into this game healthy. Brock Purdy is looking like the MVP favorite right now. Um, Christian McCaffrey, we know what he is. He probably he should be the person to win MVP, uh, even though he won't. Uh, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Like, it's just too much talent uh, on that offense. And then you look at the defense, and it's just as much talent. With Fred Warner and Bosa and Chase Young. Um, I don't think Lamar ja- – I think Lamar Jackson, if they win this football, this football game, it's because Lamar Jackson – Threw for 250 to 300 yards and was able to somehow eat up this this secondary of San Francisco. I think they limit him uh, when it comes to what he's able to do running the football. Um, I think Fred Warner keeps an eye on him all game long. 
Um, and I think the corners are able to match up with their receivers uh, pretty well. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game. I love Baltimore's defense as well. I don't think they're just going to sit there and let Brock Purdy uh, dink and dunk on them or Christian McCaffrey run all over them with Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen sitting back there. Um, so I think this is a lower-scoring game. Um, I'll take San Francisco to win this 21-17. to Okay. And I see it a little bit more different from you. I really think that Lamar Jackson will use his legs a lot. Uh, I see San Francisco playing a lot of zone coverage, uh, trying to get home, just using their front four like they should, because mm-hmm. that front four is. However, Lamar Jackson is different. And, I mean, I'm sure players don't truly realize that until they play against them. We see it on TV every Sunday, and we go, that's different. Like, I told you last uh, this past weekend, at one point, I was like, bro, I'll trade half of my team to get that dude to play quarterback. Yeah. He's just that electrifying, bro. But, um, yeah, I think he, he uses his legs a lot just just because of personnel and scheme. They're probably going to do a lot of zoning. I don't see San Francisco doing anything like, you know, sending five a lot or trying to confuse him with different blitzes and things of that nature no. to open up the opportunity for him to run long distance and, and truly beat you. But I think just because they zone so much, it will open up lanes to where he can use his legs. Uh, You spoke about Fred Warner. I'm going to go opposite and go uh, Raquan Smith. Uh, I think he's going to be busy. He has a great game. Uh, He's really going to have to play that true true, uh, field general uh, role in order not only to limit Christian McCaffrey, but also keep an eye on those receivers that come back door, including George Kittle uh, for San Francisco. I see the Ravens kind of going back like they was uh, the last two years when they were game planning for Derrick Henry. It's going to start with stopping the run. And if your quarterback can beat us, then congratulations. I think Brock Purdy is going to have to make not only some throws, but some important throws. We're going to have to see some tight windows and things of that nature, um, you know, from Brock Purdy this this, this Sunday. So um, I do take San Francisco to win the game simply because I do think they are the better complete team. Um, I will go. I would probably go 24. They're not going to keep kicking field goals. I'm going to go 24 17. 24 17. 24 17. Yeah, I think, uh, I I think, think Fred Ra- Warner. Go ahead. Oh, no, I can see both teams mixing it up and going for it on four down the Ravens. Um, gambling more than San Francisco. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Ravens probably shoot themselves a couple times by doing it. Yeah, I think uh I think Fred Warner's main sole matchup in this whole game is gonna be don't let Lamar Jackson get past the line of scrimmage. And of course that's not realistic. But the yeah, I mean that's the that's the job. You're the best <laughs> line, middle linebacker in football. That's your job. And I think he's gonna do a pretty good job at it. Of course Lamar Jackson is going to get his, but I don't think he I don't think he goes over 40 yards rushing this game if he gets that. Um, and then it comes down to, like, you you brought up Patrick Queen or Roquan Smith. Uh, I think they, uh, between Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle, I like both of those uh, guys receiving against those linebackers. So I think they win that battle as well. Uh, and I think that's where the difference comes down to in this game for sure. I definitely uh, hope underdog or somebody out there put an under over on Lamar Jackson rushing yards. We're gonna have to check that out. Oh, of course, I'm quite sure it's already up. I said I, I would, I would definitely take him under 40 yards this game, uh, and I'm quite sure they're gonna have it over that. I'm, I'm quite just because he averages uh, over that. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I look would. right now though. We're gonna see what it is. Uh, San Francisco. Damn, they don't play till Monday night. Uh, they got him at 59 and a half right Ooh, now. Oh, they got it high. <laughs> yeah, and, but what, I'm, what, what, I'm gonna tell you what I mean by high. I expect it that I expect him to get 55, 60 yards rushing. Yeah, I didn't expect him to have it. That be, high, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, if you tell me that's what he's gonna get, because I told you, I think he will use his legs a lot, I, I think he will pick up a lot of rushing yards. Um, but I wouldn't think underdog will put it that high against San Francisco, even if that's his average. 
And I'm more likely to take him with the over of 219 passing yards than I am to get like I'm taking the lower on the 59 and a half rushing yards. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> but I would I would I would take the over on the 219 passing yards this week. Gotcha. But all right, man, we got another good week of football. Uh we got some games that should be good that, that we didn't really touch on Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Uh, Detroit, Minnesota, we didn't talk about that game at all. So there are other games, uh, Cleveland, Houston. Uh, there are other games, you know, this weekend as well. And, you know, Saturday night football. Uh, well, Saturday football, we got that again this week. Uh, and then, of course, Monday night football after everybody has torn up their presents and gotten <laughs> full and sitting back and, and needed and, and consumed a bunch of NBA. We got Monday night football as well. But uh, hopefully we have another good week. Uh, we get back here, you know, next Wednesday, Thursday, sit down and have this conversation again. Hopefully after another Saints win and we won one step closer to being uh, division winners and, and making the playoffs. Absolutely. After hearing that message from Demario uh, Davis after this past win this Sunday, I'm sure that defense is going to come ready to play. Hopefully we can cash in offensively, get that W, keep our playoff uh, hopes alive. Um, but like always, good show, Sid. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Until next week, who that? I'm in the league. You boys not in my league. If you listen close, I'm coaching. Say key. Cause the boy hella dope without pushing a Blanco. Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco. If it's about the money, I'm leaving them hoes pronto. If I don't do nothing, I'm about Blanco. Every time I do it, do it the coldest.